Vinny, they're fucking pigeons. Good morning, New Yorkers and everywhere else. <laughs> Yudes. Good morning, Yudes. Good morning, Yudes. Wow. What? <laughs> what a start. We're coming in hot. Okay. How are you, Cola? I'm good. Um, I kind of like, so today we're recording in the morning and I kind of love this. Like, I kind of wish this could always be the case, but I know it's only because we both aren't working this morning, which is nice to have a little day off, but yeah. I know. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I feel like I'm so much more like alert in the morning. And oh yeah. Granted, I, I don't know. I love the idea that I am now feel like I'm out and about with you, like drinking I'm drinking my coffee. Um, I'm just enjoying myself and it feels like you're home and this is what we would be doing if you were here. So yes, it is 100% what we would be doing. I would like come over to your place in the morning or we'd go to like fucking Vegas diner or Jimmy's or wherever else or Vinny's. (laughs) Vinny's. Who the fuck is Jimmy's? Jimmy's diner on, um, on 13th Avenue. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. My dad and I yeah. went to, would, um, after a doctor appointment, I had dinner there once. Oh my God, what God. a throwback. What a throwback. Gotta go to Jimmy's. Would get it uh, when I was taking my fucking two mile walk from the D train home to my parents' house because it's on the way. That sounds delicious right now. Do you do this when you go, like when you moved, when you moved to California? Did you look for like a diner that like made you feel like home? <laughs> Yeah, they're not really big on diners out here. Um, at least I'm on the east side of LA, which I love. Um, they also, I should mention, they call like, so like the east side of LA is unfortunately very gentrified, um, I would say. Uh, and I get it because obviously we're both from a place that was extremely, became extremely gentrified. But, um, you know, I try not to, as like a white person, try not to make it worse, I guess. Like I always like to support like businesses that have been here forever and et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the mom and pop places. Cause I know that's like important, but anyway, regardless, um, there's not really like a diner thing here because everything out here closes at like midnight. Um, so it's not like there is. So my point is the East side, they often call little New York, uh, because oh. a lot of New Yorkers will move to the East side because everything's very like walkable. Um, you know, and there are all those like, like these little shops and shit popping up, but there's not really like, like I would say the one diner that I would say is my diner is not even really that close to me. It's in Silver Lake and it's called Fred 62s. Um, and they're, they're open till, uh, 3am and that is the latest diner. I think there might be one in like Glassell Park that's like, uh, and these are all neighborhoods on the East side of LA. Um. But uh, that's like a 24-hour one, the Astro Diner. I think that's what it's called. Excuse me. Um, But yeah, they're not really like a thing. Like I don't really like, it's not how like in New York where it's like, well, we've been out. Let's go. Let's go to the diner now before we go home or, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but I would say the other side to that is that there are a million fucking amazing taco trucks and like every kind of taco we found my girlfriend and i found a vegan taco truck in echo park and i'm not vegan and she's vegetarian so it's just kind of like a oh this is cool let's just try it um Mm -hmm. and it's just there's everything like the 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 food trucks um are fucking where really i think where people out here kind of 
you know, make their stop before they go home. I love a fucking good food truck. It's amazing. But, All, oh, yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I just, anytime, like, even when I went to, um, when I moved to Pennsylvania, like, the first thing I looked for was, like, my, like, a diner that would just make me feel like home because it is so, you don't, like, realize how it's just so ingrained in us growing up, like, like my parents didn't want to cook on a Friday night or we, you know, my brother just got out of a uh, little league practice extra late. Like, all right, let's just go stop at the diner on the way home. This one wants lasagna. You want breakfast. You want a burger and you want fish. <laughs> you could all, you could get it all, you know, like it was just the perfect little one-stop shop for everything. And everybody, the diners, especially where we grew up, were oh. like family owned forever. Forever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So those, din- those diners are iconic. I, yeah, it's so weird. We don't, th- I, I guess I don't think about that that much, but now that, you know, I feel like a lot of our eating that we did was from a diner. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's just, it's just so, it's so, I feel like, normal to us. Whereas, like, when when I would, like, when I moved to Connecticut and I was like, all right, where's my diner? People were like, fortunately, there is one right by me that is, like, nice. fucking delicious. And it is 24-hour. Oh. So, it like makes me the happiest little like camper that I have it. And it is like a really, really good diner. Like no shade to Pennsylvania, but Penn state, the diners, there's like not good food. <laughs> it just like was not great, but I, I, I like, I will say this. Oh my God. And I will say this, even when I was at Penn state, any Penn Staters that might be listening, babies is closing. And that's where the, like the closest thing to a diner I would ever feel, but that's only because it would like, that's where I got my milkshakes from. Um, but this is like the perfect little uh, segue into our we have some thoughts. We do. Because I want to know what you feel is the diner food. Like what is the iconic diner meal that like makes you feel like home? Like what makes that diner feel like home to you? Well, okay. So normally I would say, again, like my bacon, egg, and cheese is my food, my go-to New York mm-hmm. food. So I would mm-hmm. say that because I would often get that at a diner. However, the, the, the double side the double-edged sword to that is that if you're getting that at a diner it's probably going to cost you ten dollars at minimum Mm -hmm. um or 8.99 something like that um but as opposed to like i'm just trying to give people a real i'm sorry no i i'm trying to give people a realistic expectation for when they walk into a shitty diner um so anyway the point is i'm going to be paying more for it there than i would on the corner at my bodega Um, so I would say, I'm trying to think of like foods that I've had there that I'm like, well, this is my, like, honestly though, maybe like still sticking to breakfast. Cause I'm very much a breakfast person. In fact, I've often said like, I plan on getting breakfast, just the phrase breakfast for dinner tattooed on me. Why? (laughs) Because that's truly like what I feel at my core. I would eat breakfast for every single meal of the day. Uh, so, so I go to a diner and I'm getting like probably a scramble side of bacon Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm hash browns only some a lot of brooklyn diners will do home fries and mm-hmm. a lot of them don't do it correctly uh, Correct. because home fries are not hash browns home right. fries are not just uh they're they're essentially like potato like just like fried potatoes like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so a lot of diners will say do you want home fries and then give you half i know i'm being very nitpicky about this but i don't <laughs> care Um, I mean, it's a passion point. So I say, and especially when it comes to breakfast, like, let's just agree that anybody who I like, I like anytime I meet someone who doesn't like breakfast, like as their favorite meal, I'm like, Oh, I don't trust you. 
like it's just it's a little bit (laughs) it's a little bit of a red flag correct so okay so yeah by all means continue with your passion potato feelings my my passion potato project anyway the point is is (laughs) uh that home fries i usually will get home fries on the side because that to me is like very new york very brooklyn i don't know if home fries are a thing elsewhere but to me that's always been a new york thing Um, they need to be cooked well that's how i feel about my home fries like Mm -hmm. a good crisp on the potato like yeah you can't you can't have mushy fucking home fries like i don't know what that is take that back to like fucking kansas but anyway um (laughs) what about you what's your diner what's your diner go-to i honestly like milkshakes like you have to have a good fucking milkshake. And yes, for people listening, it is very easy for someone to fuck up a milkshake, right? Like you put so too much, yeah, you put too much milk or not enough ice cream or you throw in that like Hershey's syrup shit when you're trying to like, cause I'm a chocolate person, like, and you just sits at the bottom, you're fucking up my milkshake. Like I want authentic, creamy milkshake, okay? Um, put that on a t-shirt. So- <laughs> <laughs> I I would say definitely have to have a good milkshake. I very similar to you, a better like a good breakfast is so important um from a diner. I am an omelet girl and the home fries need to be be well done and they can't just be potatoes, right? Like I need the onions, I need the peppers, like I need the 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 zhuzh to it if you will. Um and I would say either that or like honestly like a good like good french fries from a diner and again you could fuck that up too right too much oil like we oh uh, now i think about it i can't even judge you for your potato passion because here i am with my i'm going on my little tangent but you could fuck up a french fry too if they're too oily not crispy enough they're soggy there's not enough salt there's too much salt you could fuck it up so i would say like when i was like drunk in a diner or if i just like wasn't really in the mood to order anything too heavy I would always get a side of french fries on the side of my milkshake so to me that is the the go-to but solid breakfast has to be at a diner because and it has to be served all day any fucking diner that's not serving breakfast all day like you're not a diner I would say that most at least in New York do correct oh yeah yeah absolutely um there were a few I've been to recently like my parents and I just went to a diner recently in Pennsylvania and it was like we stopped serving breakfast at 11 and I went you're not a diner then like change your fucking name goodbye don't talk to me right fraud um but okay so what else so we have we have we have a lot of of thoughts today yeah Um, we do uh I want to segue into the one so you texted me last night and sent me a screenshot (laughs) of just like a notification I believe that you received uh, from TMZ because we all know TMZ given us the hard hitting stuff. <laughs> um, it was, what was the headline? Do you still have it? Like, I want to, I want to nail it because it was, yeah. I only, it was, a. Uh, it literally, no, I don't, I don't have my, even have my phone. Oh, wait, right wait, now. no, no, no. I lied. I have it. Cause you texted me to me. Stupid yeah. me. Hold on. Let me see. So what you texted me, the headline said NYC street fight between rat and pigeon broken up by man with pipe. So let me just, <laughs> That is the headline. And let me just tell you, for everyone that has said New York is over, that headline proves definitively it is not. I don't think we're we're still here, baby. We're still here. We're still thriving. And okay, so of course, I had to look into this. And I have some thoughts. So 
I don't know if TMZ had a video, but what I pulled up, I'm, first of all, I'm sure they had a video because who the fuck they don't. But yeah. um, but I saw like the screen caps from it. Um, and so, yes, the rat, this big fucking rat, big as they normally are, the size mm-hmm. of a maybe a chihuahua um, mm-hmm. and is attacking a pigeon in the park. And of course, in the next couple frames, we see this man come in and start hitting the, the rat with a pipe. So the pigeon in, in my mind, I'm like, I you fucking what? hate her. I just hate her. Like, no, that is the most New York thing. I want to like get this. I want somebody to paint this scene so I can get it tattooed on my fucking chest. Okay. <laughs> because my, I have so many questions as well. For example, I was going to say, where did he get the pipe? But like, it's not like uncommon for New Yorkers. I feel like to have rogue pipe or rogue, like baton wielding yeah. thing to be. We're, re- anyway. we're resourceful. We are resourceful. Right. So I'm going to let that one go. My question is why... I guess the rat was attacking the pigeon, but why is the rat maybe the bad guy here? Maybe the pigeon owes him money. Like, yeah, I respect wait, he that. Just, so anyway, he starts hitting the rat. And let me tell you, the rat it does eventually like retreat, but that thing like just walked away like it got like flicked on the ear. Like that just again goes to show the, uh, the like the, a testament to how strong New York City rats truly are. Right. We're, we're indestructible, essentially, or they are. Right. Like, and so I guess my point is I'm like team rat because also like, why are we acting like it was attacking like a fucking dove? Like pigeons, uh, people have been saying for years that pigeons are just rats with wings. So it's essentially sure. a rat on rat crime. Um, <laughs> I'm just, um, I don't know. I, I don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not like inviting all of the city rats into my home. In fact, if I found one in my house, we have a big problem, but yeah. I'm just saying that like, I don't know. I don't know. It was just, oh God, it was so perfect. I was so happy you sent me that last night. Yeah. I was like, I literally looked down at my phone and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, of course, of course. Um, I personally don't have a team rat, team pigeon in this scenario. I'm more worried about the man might have some disease because I don't know if you remember a few years ago, like the NYU research lab collected both like pigeons and subway rats and they basically were like they have every single disease on them minus the bubonic plague so (laughs) i more just like thought like oh shit hope that man's okay um but i think really for me i'm just team not new york post because that's where i read more of the information about the story and so cole and i feel very very strongly (laughs) that the new york post is arguably one of the worst and like it's so it's the best reporting entertainment but like you cannot get your news from the new york post like just just listen to the fucking opening for this is the title that i read it's brooklyn for real rat takes on pigeon in ruthless nyc showdown and the first line is like new york's vermin really fight dirty an epic street fight between a rat and a pigeon in brooklyn has gone viral on social media like it's a fucking rat in a pit. Like, it's, it's like, this is like, really, this is the hottest story of today. Like extra, extra read all about it. And it really does. It's like, I know that John Mulaney skit we love so much where it's like just a man screaming the, the like title of the article to get people's attention. And that's how it truly feels. But um, yeah, I'm more worried about the man and I just fucking hate the New York Post. The New York Post is fucking terrible. It's essentially like a tabloid the way I look at it. And also like, I love, yes, I'm so glad you read that first line because it reads like a Floyd Mayweather like headline. 
Um, right. And and I would I would say that like I took like news several news writing classes when I was in college. If I ever turned in anything that read like that first line or read like anything in the New York Post, mm-hmm. I would have been failed immediately. Yeah. So like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, it- so. Yeah. There's one other line that I loved. It's like, if you've ever been to Brooklyn or know someone from Brooklyn, then you are like, whoa, that is Brooklyn for real. Gresham said about the battle of the New York's biggest pets or oh. pests. Sorry. Like, no, they're what? pets. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, oh my fucking God. If you know someone from Brooklyn or know anyone yeah. in Brooklyn, as if Brooklyn is this anomaly that hasn't been being invaded and gentrified for the past decade. In case you don't know anybody from Brooklyn, let me tell you a little something about Brooklyn. <laughs> from the New York Post, you heard it first, Brooklyn. The, ba- the battle of the of the borough's biggest pests. Like, oh man. I, 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 I read it and I was disappointed. I say pets because uh, growing up, my neighbor did keep pigeons as pets. And let me tell you, much to my father's dismay, uh, those <laughs> things were disgusting. Uh, that is like, I, I truly feel that that alone has boosted my immune system. Those things would fucking shit all over the property. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like you can't contain pigeons. And then he made like a little, he built like a pigeon coop to keep them all in, in the yard and like yep. would go in there and just like handle them. And I'm just like, Oh man, like, we got to get you like a canary because this has got to stop. <laughs> you need other actual pets. That, that is so disgusting. My, my dad, they used to, I don't know if you like would know, like they're not white pigeons. They're called like doves. I don't know. But they're not, no, no, they're not doves. They look like doves, but they are pigeons that like, they don't look as like grungy, but like you'll see them and they are essentially pigeons, but they're like the, cleaner looking version and my dad used to call them like the the doves of our block like he'd be like oh they follow us right and when my parents moved to their new house they're like oh they followed us here and my mom goes Vinny they're fucking pigeons (laughs) stop fucking looking for signs and a gross ass diseased bird and it was just the funniest thing like it was like literally the first weekend they moved in he's like oh my god look they followed us my mom's like get it together it's a fucking pigeon um anyway actually speaking of the both of them today is their 43rd wedding anniversary oh my god happy fucking anniversary holy shit i know i know shout out shout out to my parents who should probably stop listening after this little segment because we will be going into some things they will not want to hear today but thus is life but happy wedding anniversary to my parents um yeah you all have shown me what a marriage looks like with a lot of yelling, but still a lot of love, as Italian I, marriages typically are. I was going to say, I found an t- old tweet of mine the other day that came up on Time Hop that said, uh, hardcore punk and Italian fathers are exactly the same thing, trying to send a positive message through yelling and violence. <laughs> That's so fucking true. That and, I don't know about your dad, but I always say that my dad blends right in with the hipsters of Brooklyn now because he, like, dresses homeless as well and also really loves whole foods like that's now, like my dad's two identities my dad's very norm core he's been like norm core forever like his little mm-hmm. just blue t-shirt like his little jeans and 
Um, you know, I'm trying to, he had like a big white beard. It's so cute. At the start of quarantine, his beard is all white. It's actually, I shouldn't say all white. It's like salt and pepper. So I told him, yeah. I was like, you should do what the, what the, like the hip guys are doing, like shave your head and keep the beard. And he's like, what the fuck am I going to do that for? <laughs> Why the fuck would I do that? No, my dad would like wear the beanie, like the old beanie that my mom's oh. like, can you buy a new one that's 30 yeah. years old? He's like, no, I like it. He would wear like his sweatpants and his like big clunky sneakers to Whole Foods. And I'd be like, sometimes I'd be like, dad, I can't even find you in the store because you blend in so well. Like he would, and then he would like, he would like laugh at the hipsters, but then he would pronounce like quinoa as now. That's how my dad pronounces quinoa. I love it. And I'll be like, I'll be like, you make words overly complicated, just like them. Like you, <laughs> you are a hipster. But anyway, happy anniversary to the both of them. Um, we had one other thing for, for yeah. we have some thoughts and um, okay. So for anybody who has been potentially keeping tabs on what's happening in the world, what's not happening in the world. I mean, I saw a tweet not that long ago that actually Kristen sent me that was like, I envy those with who lack critical thinking skills. Y'all motherfuckers look so happy. Like for those that live under a rock, stay there. It's probably better. But anyway, for those who are not, um, schools are trying to figure out how to open this fall, even though we're already in fall. You know why? Because your bitch brought a pumpkin spice candle. Therefore, it is officially fall. But anyway, I I went to Target yesterday and that's a terrible idea. No one should let me shop alone there. Um, But anyway... New York schools are trying to figure out how we open and a lot of them are um, trying to figure out like what's the right protocol for like keeping safe and New York City schools have been kind of the forefront of like, yep, we're going in person, we're going in person, we're, we're going to make it happen. But Chloe, you're, uh, you, you, I think you have the actual title for what is happening. Yeah. So my sister had sent this to me this morning because she works in, um, you know, uh, schools uh, well, she works at a couple schools uh, doing like music stuff for uh, after school stuff. And um, the headline is a downright dirty plan. Trump admin quietly pulls funding for disinfecting New York subways and schools. Literally the worst fucking what the fuck. Like that is crusty fucking disgusting. You fucking mongoloid. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so my sister, both of our sisters work uh, in New York city public schools um and yeah my sister had to go in to kind of like start prepping and whatnot and she essentially said that the cleaner that so basically new york cities are not getting enough they don't have enough funds to get the shipments of things that they need but also they don't have clorox wipes like we're talking about simple things that kill the the coronavirus like clorox wipes lysol wipes right like regular disinfectants Mm -hmm. there's not enough of and so what they've essentially done is cut corners, surprise, surprise, and are making their own concoction of cleaner to kill any surface that might have any germ or coronavirus on it. And essentially, my sister said that when she was like looking at the cleaner and whatnot, that it's essentially fucking poison because she couldn't figure out why she, she was struggling to breathe when she went in. And it's essentially poison. So I think you're right. Like that is such a fucking dirty, crusty move, but also like in the middle of a, again, a pandemic, like we keep saying like, just because the, you want the coronavirus to be over, it doesn't mean it's just over. Like people are like begging, like, Oh, can't wait for 2020 to be over as if like 2021 is when the coronavirus just like disappeared. But like, that's not how viruses work. Um, 
but I do, I, I am really, really worried and concerned about how this is being approached, especially New York City public schools. Like, here's where I think my biggest frustration for all of this is, is that like, you are looking at some of the most underserved, underrepresented, and like, disenfranchised student populations, especially like our districts in New York City public schools, like, some of our districts are the largest serving for like children with varying abilities or like special education. And these children cannot learn virtually these, or even if they can learn virtually, they, they need that in-person interactions. Cause you know, especially for children with autism, like they, they need routines, right. They need, they need structure. And you're basically just saying like, sure, go to fucking school, but hey, we're not going to have the proper equipment for you all to actually clean the surfaces you need to be there in a safe, safer manner. And oh, by the way, the one that we do have is potentially just essentially an equivalent of poison. Like, do you even care about kids? They clear. I mean, I think we know the answer to that is no, because there is I could go down a laundry list of we know things that have happened in the recent years that just shows they don't care about kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's fucking it's just so fucking infuriating. Like, you know, that and even uh, what's also mentioned here is the transit systems, which is like, yep. that is the lifeline of New York City. You mm-hmm. need to keep those fucking trains. And don't get me wrong. I know they've been dirty shitholes forever. But like, okay, but this is like a different situation. Like this yeah. is like, you need to keep those clean with the proper things that are meant to fucking clean them. And right. when they say that they're pulling funding from this, and then we see like fucking police rolling down the block and like fucking military assault vehicles it just pisses me off because i'm like why do we fucking need that why do they need that why do why can't we take that money and distribute it where it's actually needed in schools for the proper disinfectant in fucking hospitals in Mm -hmm. fucking for the mta like fucking they're always saying they're sinking money into the mta to make it better and it still looks like fucking like the 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 ceiling (laughs) tiles are about to melt off the wall so i'm just like so it's just so infuriating. It's so confusing. I don't want to harp too, too much on this because I will rile myself up like a little tea kettle. So I, um, you know, I, but I did want to touch on that as part of our, we have some thoughts cause we have a many thoughts on this. Um, yeah. Yeah. and honestly, um, you know, you can, again, feel free to let us know how you feel about any of these thoughts. Yeah. If you're going to come up in like our email though, and be like a fucking jerk off, like, okay, relax. I'm, it's whatever. Um, but anyway, so, but that's, I think that's probably the most important. We've had some thoughts we've done, um, in a while. I'm going to say it goes that one. And then the rat fighting the pigeon. (laughs) The rat fighting the pigeon is, is very important to us. We did, it it was quite the, it stirred quite the emotions in us. I love that (laughs) both of us like equally had a response, a passionate response to both. Um, but yeah, so to our New York city friends and our teachers and, our administration, we're, we're thinking of you and we hope that you, I don't know, you stay safe. We're sorry that this is the reality we're in, but we're thinking of you and yeah, teachers, friends, anybody that wants to hit us up, tell us your thoughts. We want to know them. So definitely let us know. But if you are going to be a jerk off, you can go fuck yourself 17 different ways till Tuesday. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So this week, <laughs> Uh, we are getting into Cole and I actually, this is probably one of the conversations that helped start our podcast of like, Oh my God, we need to discuss this is growing up in an Italian Catholic household and the concept of dating at all, right? Like sex dating, like things that 
Catholic schools essentially tell you to ignore until you finally are like an adult and it's like why can't I do any of these things properly like why did no one teach me any of this stuff so I don't know what was it like growing up for for you Cola in, in your house when it came to like dating sex um well first of all I'm gonna say if my father is listening to this you can stop now you don't need to <laughs> or if anybody else in my family that is listening to this that just doesn't want to know anything about my dating or sex life not that I'm gonna go into intricate detail because it's also none of everyone's business um yeah, but 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 if um you know if you don't want to hear any of that you should just stop listening now you've been warned um okay So, um, I don't think it was like, I I remember when I was 10, um, Mm -hmm. I think the girl on my best friend's block got pregnant. She wasn't 10, just to be clear. She was older than us. Uh, (laughs) but then, uh, after that happened, my mom kind of sat me down and had, uh, the sex talk with me. Um, and, uh, you know, she gave me a book to go along with it. Um, it wasn't the one that I think we're all thinking of the you and your, what was, it's like the American girl book. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like you and your body or your body. and you. Well, she did, but she also gave me another one that I felt was more helpful, but I was just like completely like in shock by all of this information. So I was just like, okay, like I have this info. Um, and then it wasn't really said like, you know, don't date. Like I, you know, I was closeted most of my life. So I've dated boys as well. Boys. I dated, you know what? I did date boys. They were all boys. Sure fuck, I, I don't date. I did definitely did not date any fucking men. Um, no lies. that sounds creepy, but I think, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. um, but I, I got my first boyfriend, uh, when I was 16 um, and I, I think that it, I will, I can now say this out loud. Um, but it initially came from a panic that I might be gay. Um, and I didn't really, I hadn't, I didn't really know any like lesbians or see much lesbian content. Anytime lesbian was brought up. Um, and this is not, I will say this is not my parents doing. They never, we just never really discussed any of that. Like yeah. not because it was bad, but just because it like, it just truly did just not exist in our world. Right. Um, but anytime it was brought up, like anything lesbian or, or like the, you know, it was always used as like a slur or like a, a thing as like, that's a bad thing. And that's women who can't get men. That's what lesbians are. They're just gross women that can't right. get men. So that was yeah. my all, that was what was ingrained in me as like a child, like just from my surroundings. And again, not from my parents, um, but just like the general, like people we hung out with and like, yeah. you know, just the people that we were surrounded with. Um, right. So I had this fear uh, because I was always like a bit of a tomboy and I was like, oh God, like I need to be attractive to men. I need a boyfriend. Like, I think I might be gay. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't even know like what that meant, you know, like it's so weird. Um, So when I was 16, I had my friend set me up with this guy and he was my first boyfriend. Um, And (laughs) I remember when I came home to tell my dad uh, that I had a boyfriend, uh, he just like, did not speak to me for like which is his default when he like doesn't know what to do about how he feels about certain things he just doesn't talk to me for a day and then it was fine um so that's kind of how that went yeah what about I you I, <laughs> I you had boyfriends when we were right in high school no I did not you dated not. dudes though 
Yeah, boyfriend's a loose term. I basically blamed my non-committalness on my, not on my parents, but essentially, like, I, I do a little bit because, like, growing up, we didn't talk about, right, I think in both of our households, like, gender norms were were taught and not to get like too like sociological here but gender norms were taught right so like I looked at my older brothers and saw how they were treated versus like language that I was taught right so it's like I'm not allowed to wear certain things I wasn't mm. allowed to have I wasn't even allowed to wear makeup until I was like 18 which is why like to this day I, you could ask Kristen, our best friend, I need her to teach me how to apply makeup because the concept to me is just like those impressionable years where you're supposed to be like experimenting with those things. I just wasn't allowed to because that might be too sexy or that's not conservative enough, right? Like that, that means I'm like asking for attention. Um, So when it basically came down to it, like, I'm glad your mother gave you some type of sex talk. My mom basically like handed me because I'm a reader. So I grew up a reader. Our listeners have heard me say that before. I'm a reader. So my mom did like kind of like low key, just like slide me a book to be like, let me know if you have any questions, which I did have many questions, but I wasn't going to ask about them because we don't talk about these things. The closest right. like to a, a virginity talk that I ever got was, <laughs> oh my God, but I hope my mom's not listening to this, was I was breading chicken cutlets at the oh, kitchen no. table. Yep. My uh sorry my sister if you're listening uh I think my mother had just learned that my sister who is seven years older than me had lost her virginity um and she slammed the phone down and I'm breading my chicken cutlets and she just turns around and goes Anna remember your virginity is like trust once it once it's gone it cannot come back and I literally just remember like holding like a piece of chicken in my <laughs> and being like, uh, okay. Like I was like 13 and that was like the closest to a sex talk I had gotten. Even when I got like my period, I just remember being like, I felt so much shame mm. as to like, oh, fuck, like now something's wrong. And I just personally, like, I never like my outlook on how, like we approach things, um, how I will approach things like with my daughter, hopefully if I'm I'm blessed with one, is going to be like completely different in this regard, right? I don't blame my parents by any means, minus the, the commitment issues I have, but like I don't blame them because like they just did what they were like supposed to do. And the fact of the matter is, is that like we, I, they have a daughter that they have to try to protect in this world. And so I, I definitely don't blame them. But like, again, those gender norms growing up, like I saw how... Italian men got treated around me and I literally was like I want nothing to fucking do with an Italian man ever um that's why to this day I have not dated or will not date an Italian man like I just refused the closest I had was my boyfriend of like six or seven years he was half Italian and my parents were like yes but we're not together anymore not because he's not Italian but uh I think I, as you said that, I was like, I just realized I dated more Italian men than you have, which is so That's, funny. That is a whole fact. I, uh, so you were in high school. I, I didn't have any boyfriends in high school. Did I have boys that I occasionally made out with? Absolutely. Like, yeah, that's your, I, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I love making out with boys. <laughs> um, I would never, like, I remember one of them like tried to, 
oh my god Kristen loves this story like the day before our prom like asked me to be his girlfriend and I was like eating like a we were out to eat it's always like with a chicken nugget or some type of chicken seems chicken chicken's uh an omen for you I think yeah I definitely think it is we were at Roland Roaster um shout out to Roland Roaster Roaster. not so fast fast food restaurant um and I he like asked me to like be his girlfriend and prom was like the next day so I couldn't say no because like he was my date to prom as a junior prom no 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 senior prom who did you I'm trying to think I gotta look at the photos we're not calling people out on this by the way so if you're looking to like find out who we dated you're gonna have to do a little more digging yeah we'll protect the names of the innocent um but I literally just remember being like uh if we must like I don't even like I was just like such like a non-committal answer and he was like euphoric and I like remember texting Kristen after being like fuck like I don't want a boyfriend like I don't know I've just never felt the need to have one but definitely definitely if anything like never an Italian man because Italian men like in households I don't and I know like people are like oh they're big fucking babies they are big fucking babies and like I I don't want to clean up after anybody and I don't want to like have to cook for you and slave over you or be like pigeonholed to like and yes I am stereotyping very much but you have to remember like this is what I saw yeah my whole life I will say the exception to the rule is one of my older brothers but that's because he saw our oldest brother who kind of was like that but then his wife now my sister-in-law how to break that mold like be like no no you're gonna get up from the table and take your fucking plate no no you're gonna load the dishwasher you're gonna do this and so it 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 I'm not gonna say she had to put in a lot of work but essentially she had to unteach him or like teach him how to unlearn those things and then relearn those other things and so then my other brother who's like six years younger than him then kind of like grew up learning like okay like I can't expect that of the people like the women around me so he started kind of learning and so now my brother is actually like does all the cooking and does all the cleaning which is not the norm but really I think the biggest thing for (laughs) me for why I would never date an Italian man is I, I don't remember where I learned it from. I think it actually was the Sopranos in hindsight is that they don't go down on their women. Wait, okay. Uh, is that? That is that is a big fact. All I, right. I have a small I, pool to pull from for that. So maybe I was just lucky, but. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I was just like so demanding. I like, I like, not demanding. I like, <laughs> Uh, okay, now we're getting a little bit into the nitty gritty. So again, yeah. if you are listening and you are a family member and do not want to know this information, sign the fuck off. Yeah, um, I don't give a fuck. I'm almost 30. Like, but I'm no, an adult. It's, no, yes, I'm an adult. But I'm like, I just, if, you know, whatever. So I used to joke, I was like, I still have top energy, even though mm-hmm. I'm, I was like in the closet and dating dudes. I still had top. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> So that was not my experience with the, I think there was only two Italian guys that I was dating. One I was in a relationship with, and then the other one I kind of like dated. We never said we were boyfriend, girlfriend. I think Mm -hmm. he really just wanted to kind of use me to get some experience because he was a little underexperienced as opposed to his other friends. Um, And I was, don't get me wrong, I was completely aware that this was happening. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, why not? let's take this ride for a little while um I yeah great choice of words I was just thinking about that yeah um 
So I'm glad you had that that experience. I don't, yeah, yeah. That being said, I'm like they weren't. Oh, actually, did the first dude? I don't remember. I never wanted to like give anybody blowjobs. Like that was like oh. my whole thing, and I always felt everything needed to be very reciprocatory. Reciproc. Yeah. So I was just like, yes. So sorry, my brain. Um, So they would always want to go south of the border first. (laughs) And I would always be very clear with them being like, hey, I'm not going to return the favor because I don't Mm -hmm. want to. So if you don't have to do this, if you don't want to. And they were like, no, it's fine. And I'm like, great. Not going to argue. Well, Cola here, you truly had the fucking luck of the Irish on this one or you you lucky little duck because I don't so it's not just even just me like I feel like so many of my girlfriends like have similar well that's good to know I have a very yeah. like I said I have a very small pool to pull from um right. and also like I will say it was like not the best like so you're no, not because it's fucking like, terrible at it I don't know. Is that like actually a thing? Italian men out there, tell me, I, I genuinely want to know this. You can respond to our Gmail or you can respond to our, we now have Instagram, which yes, has nothing on it right now, but I'm going to work on fixing that. Uh, <laughs> but you can DM us there as well. Like I genuinely want, yeah. genuinely want to know what the percentage, what these polls look like. Maybe we should do a poll. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. We should. But also, I think also just like in that same vein, can we just like normalize women before the end of the year, 2020, let's just like normalize that if men are bad at going down on you, help them help you as a, yeah. as, as someone who you like, you think like you're helping them, but then when they get tossed mm-hmm. to the next woman, like you want, you want to be real feminist and empower other women, teach your men how to go down on you so that the other women don't have to fucking suffer from your ego stroking for them. Like, I, please yeah. don't do it. It is terrible. It's not nice. I, I wish someone would have told me that. Well, I wish someone would have told me a lot of things, first of all, that I was gay. Um, so <laughs> I, but okay. So tell me this then, um, because I did, like I said, my mom sat me down for that talk. We had atrocious sex education in high school. We went to an all girls Catholic high school, um, which by the way, if you're in the closet, you feel like every you're on fire all the time. Um, so it's just like this constant fear that like, am I gay? Is someone going to figure out that I'm gay? Am I going to be accused of being gay? That is a bad thing to be accused of. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like it is just like, so I just hung on tight to my rotation of boyfriends because I'm like, nobody can say I'm gay if I have all these dudes. Meanwhile, I'm like, when I'm with these dudes, I'm like, okay, that's enough. Like, get away from me. Um, But okay, so we had sex education, which I, I don't even want to call it that because we watched the Miracle of Life birthing video. And oh that I truly am still scarred from. Um, so it was just it's a like, miracle more girls in our high school didn't get pregnant. The, a lot of them did though. Like, did they? I feel like they did. Oh shit, where the fuck? Because that's the problem. When you only teach abstinence and you only teach, you know, yep. whatever, like sex after marriage, like you don't teach anybody how to put on a condom. And yes, mm-hmm. like it's important, obviously, for women to know that as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just, um, but also what I didn't learn, everything that was brought to me about sex, like, was from, like, pleasing the man. Like, I yep. didn't understand that I had to be enjoying myself, too, which is so mm-hmm. insane now that I say it out loud. Because, yep. like, like, God, this is going to get so graphic. But no. when I first 
tried to have sex with one of my boyfriends for the first time, like I was not like ready to go down there. And I think, you know, we mean like I was not around. I was not like excited. Basically there were, there was nothing preparing me for what was about to happen. Um, And I truly didn't know that that had to happen to make it like not painful and not like, you know, like it, I had to be properly, uh, you know, ready to receive, if you will. The like, importance of foreplay, yes. Right. Yes, and that was never fucking discussed. That no. was, it was never brought to my attention. So every time, you know, it was always very painful. And I'm just like, I mean, among other reasons, again, why, and then I was just like, I think it was later, much later on, probably like way later than people should have this information, um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, one of our friends says like, oh, you know, when you like a guy and you get that feeling down there and you just know like he's the one. And I'm just like, what feeling? Like I've <laughs> never received this feeling. Like I don't know what feeling I'm supposed to be feeling. And then I was just like, and then, okay, here we go. And then <laughs> I went to go see the movie Black Swan yep. with one of my boyfriends at the time. Mm-hmm. And of course we all know the scene in that movie is with Natalie oh. Portman and Mila Kunis. And, oh, fuck going, yes. and of course he was like being one of those pervy fucking creeps being like, I can't wait for this. I'm like, ugh, men. Uh, <laughs> and so that scene comes on and I feel the feeling, that feeling that I had no idea what the fuck anyone was talking about. Any of our mm-hmm. friends, Anna, when they would, when we would have girl talk and talk about this shit, I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. That scene comes on, boom, feeling. And I was just like, oh, you're no. gay. Oh no. <laughs> like truly oh no to the point where like I couldn't after the movie I think he was like do you want to go get dinner? I was like I have to go home. <laughs> like, I need to be alone with my thoughts. He was like he was like are you okay? Like I wasn't speaking because yeah. like I just had like I mean and again this was something that I think I knew a little bit like going yeah. back I'm like thinking about all these characters on TV and all these movies mm-hmm. I saw where I'm just like obsessed with like the female lead for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And now we know the reason. And I just, and that was when I was like, maybe like 20 years old. And I still would not come out for another four years because I was very scared. And I just didn't know how to deal with that. Like, and even at 24, I'm like, and I'm only 30 now. So this is actually not even that long ago. I I still feel. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just was so convinced. I was like, it's too late. Like, I can't do it now. And sometimes I wish I would have come out sooner and I would have been, but you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Anyway, but it was just so funny. So anyway, I I was not speaking to my boyfriend and I was just like, I, I'm just really tired. I need to go home. Um, <laughs> and then I immediately went to Chinatown and uh, bought Black Swan on bootleg so I can take it home and watch yes. it. Fucking Chinatown. Shout out to you. Chinatown. Think, Thank you for having I, everything I need at all times from dumplings to bootleg. Literally for, until at four o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock in the morning. Um, I think also which is so interesting when you say like sex from the, it's the man's pleasure Mm -hmm. is also, I hadn't realized this. So essentially, like I said, I wasn't, we didn't talk about boys. I wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend. And then what's amazing to me is that like, I basically was operating under this nutshell of like, we don't talk to boys. We don't talk to boys. You're not allowed to have a boyfriend. You're not allowed to have a boyfriend. And then I'm 20 something years old. And my parents are like, why the fuck are you single? And I'm like, Oh, Oh, I, I'm allowed to have a, like, not like I'm allowed to have a boyfriend now. Like once I got to college, I was like, fuck all this shit. Like I'm going to do what I want. But it's essentially like, I didn't understand that like when it was okay or when I would no longer be like shamed about like my feeling towards boys. Yeah. Um, And I'm not comparing obviously that to like your feeling of like 
oh shit, I'm in the closet, something's wrong with me, but just like how I'm learning to navigate life with the opposite sex, like it wasn't taught to me. But also I didn't realize until maybe like a couple of months ago that not only is sex taught to women in regards to the pleasure for men, but that we're also supposed to like have them teach us about our bodies, right? Like that, like we just trust that they won't get us pregnant, even though when we get our periods, even though when we get our fucking periods, the burden is immediately placed on us not to get fucking pregnant. So it's like this weird thing where it's like, don't learn about your body. Like you have your period, you have to keep your legs closed, but also like if you have sex, like it's all about them and they'll like have him take control. And I didn't realize until a few months ago how important in our sex education system we need to not just teach like he- like healthy sex relationships in terms of like, you know, consent, how to use a condom, how to, you know, like how important it is to like respect both people's bodies and enjoy the process as opposed to just like getting off. But also what happens to a woman's body? Like there are men that legit think that <laughs> a woman can get pregnant every single day of the month, like a hundred percent. Like oh, sweet. I- Yes, like I literally had to teach a man that ovulation that occurs. So for any men listening, <clears throat> listen up real fucking quick. A woman only ovulates for like five days out of the month. And that is her highest time of getting pregnant. Her rate of getting pregnant goes from like 5% to 30%, not 5% to 99%. Like it is incredibly hard for a woman to get pregnant. Now I'm not saying this means come in your girlfriend when she's not ovulating because she won't get pregnant. That is not the advice Anna is giving to you. The advice Anna is giving to you is learn you, the fucking cycle of a woman's body because that is what is in, that is what is behind being in a healthy relationship. It's an act that two people have to engage in together then fucking know your woman's body and her cycle because do not fucking put that burden on her to then have to figure it out and pray that she's the one who's going to get her period or, or right. Like then you stress out and then you're projecting that shit onto her because let me tell you guys something else. Stress impacts when a woman gets her fucking period. Yes, it does. These are things that we were not taught because we weren't allowed to like talk about our bodies, but like, again, going back to like why I just wouldn't, I don't know. Like I've always been turned off by the idea of dating an Italian man. And, And let me also say this, like, I do very much love like the Italian men in my family. Like I don't think they're scum. Like I don't think they're terrible people. But when I just, <laughs> when it came, like push came to shove and I was like, I got to do all the cooking. I got to do all the cleaning. I'm also going to want to work because like I have a passion in life outside of like these womanly duties that's expected of me. But I'm going to do all this shit and you're not going to eat me out. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like <laughs> you are not, that is not the relationship I am looking for here. I, I just didn't want, I just never wanted that for myself. So I think ever since, like, I'm pretty sure it was the Sopranos that taught me that, but ever since then I was like, I am not, but not, you know, actually, no, now that I think about it, it's not even the Sopranos. I remember like a lot of my guy friends growing up, like Italian guys, like anytime someone would be like, talk about like their girlfriends and like make a reference to like eating them out, they'd be like, that's some gay shit. 
I have a question. Yes, straight yeah. men, straight Italian men. Tell me how that's some gay shit because quite honestly, it's only gay shit when I do it. Um, <laughs> when you do it, it seems like it's a nice thing to do for your girlfriend who probably that's deserves some straight it. Shit. And she has to deal with your fucking bum ass, like fucking mama's boy. So yeah. Oh my I, God, the mama's boys? Oh, ugh, forget it. I can't. I can't even handle them as people, let alone like dating. Like I, <laughs> we're- yeah. Anyway, but, um, but yeah, I think you're right. I, um, you know, I've definitely had men that I've been with, like, try and tell me things about my body that I'm just like, no, one time this dude, uh, one of my, this dude, I was, he was my boyfriend at the time. Um, and he was just like, we were being intimate and he's like, see that that's your G spot. And I'm like, no, it's not. He's (laughs) He's like, yeah, it is right here. And I'm like, again, no, it is not. Like, nope. where do you fucking get the gall? Like, you what? Yeah. Had sex with, like, fucking... I don't... You know what? I don't even care how many women you've had sex with. It doesn't matter because if they... First of all, everyone is different. And second mm-hmm. of all, um, half of those people were probably lying to you about yep. what felt nice because they're... Because I know I used to do it. Like, because yep. I was like, I need to make him feel good. And I'm just like, yep. why? But what? But what were we taught? We weren't really taught anything. That's the problem. Yeah you know right um absolutely and i also think like i have made a commitment to myself that any man i choose to date at this point in my life i am sending them a picture of a vagina and i'm telling them explicitly tell me where the clit is and tell me where the g-spot is if you incorrectly answer either of those at this stage in your life we cannot talk to each other and sure i know i just said before teach men blah 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 but i can't like to some extent it's like that's Googleable shit. Like, and if you've been with this many women in life, I need to, you need to directly message me their name so I can go and apologize to them that that's what they had to be put through. And then also yell at them for not teaching you. Um, kind of like a, a what is but it? It's like a also challenge. Like, I mean, yes, we should. I think in general, um, everyone should always feel comfortable telling their partner like, hey, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what works right. for me. Because that's another thing that, you know, we're not taught is that, everybody likes something different and like what Mm -hmm. gets someone going for them might not be what gets you going. And that's fine because you just kind of, I don't know. Like I, I think that everyone, Oh God. I I also wanted to preface this with like, I, I'm any more episodes we do on like sex and dating, like men, like do not come for me with the, how do lesbians have sex question? Because I swear to God, it's not your fucking curiosity. You are a piece mm-hmm. of garbage if you are asking any queer women that question. Um, yeah. And let me tell you why. If you don't know how to have sex with a woman, I cannot help you. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so you should really hop the fuck on Google if you're that concerned or if it's, yeah. I just really want to know. I'm just curious. You're not. Yeah. Fucking, that's what Google's for. Don't you dare fucking ask a queer woman that question ever. Yeah. It's fucking gross and it's fucking insulting. We're not here for you to fucking be fetishized i cannot mm-hmm. fucking stand that um and also, I, like, I can't like I, I just like i just don't know what else to tell them either it's just like yeah. if, you know it's like if you only know how to have sex with a woman the way that you think the, and i think we all know what that is like the standard mm-hmm. like you know straight what men you know it's just like then i feel very bad for you and i feel very bad for your partner and you should she should leave you like yeah and I would just like to say anybody listening that is like very curious, like I'm always here to teach. Like I agree with Cola in the sense that like, please do not fetishize queer women in these regards, but like it is Googleable. There's more than enough. Okay. There, 
do not learn this shit from porn, but also there's more than enough porn that's like female centered and female empowered for you Mm -hmm. to look up and watch to like help you learn. There's more than enough books for you to read at this point about like women's bodies and how to pleasure a woman. Like I also think that like when it comes to these things, like women, we need to kind of empower ourselves to like know what we like, right? Like we can't keep expecting men or and even like for for any queer people you can't keep expecting the other person to know what you like if you yourself don't know what you like and so in one of those I remember like in one of those books that like my mom gave me when I like first read about masturbation I was like oh shit like that's a sin right like thanks so much catholic church like oh we'll do a whole fucking episode on oh at a later point um wait did you really think that that it was a sin of course I did oh my god I've been going like, to town on myself since I was like 12. Well, so I like then learned about it and I like, sure. And then I like normalized it in my life. And I was like, huh, what is this all about? But, and now I'm so thankful I did because that's why I think so much of like the control I do have over my body and what I do like and how not to lie to a, a man or a partner about what I like or don't like, because I know what I like. And I always say this to like so many of my women friends, like, oh my God, they would literally like scream at me right now if they heard this because I will say to them, like, if I feel like they don't know what they like, or they're struggling with dating, or I feel like, and this is really just advice for any woman listening who kind of feels like, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't really feel empowered in having sex with a partner. That whole thing makes me uncomfortable. Um, please masturbate, like, like go to town on yourself the way Cola just referenced because <laughs> that's so terrible. I wish I didn't say that. <laughs> you're going to put it on a t-shirt. You're going to go, you're going to realize a, it's going to make you so much more comfortable with your body, right? In your own skin. You're going to feel so much more comfortable in your own skin because you're going to realize how beautiful your body actually is and the amazing things that you can experience in regards to pleasure. And then it's also going to just, in my opinion, give you that confidence to then demand the same from another partner, demand the same from someone else. And very similarly, I think like <laughs> the other reason I was like, I'm definitely not dating an Italian man if they don't go down on women is because like you have to kind of experience these things for yourself to realize what you do like in giving your partner partner pleasure. So like I, right, I at first thought like, so for me, I just like full disclosure, I don't really give a fuck. I love blowjobs. Like I genuinely enjoy them. I derive pleasure orally from things like that. And so, and I think I always knew this because <laughs> shout out to our AP fucking psychology teacher when I was a senior in high school. Oh, God. I'm, so I'm, an, I'm a nail biter for anybody who does not know that about me. I am a nail biter and I would con- chronically bite my nails. And when we got to like Freud in AP psychology, we got to oral fixations. The teacher like literally screamed out like in front of a class of all women, because again, we went to an all-girl Catholic high school, like Anna derives pleasure from things in and around her mouth because she is a nail biter. And like, huh, like how inappropriate, like- What? Yeah. yeah. Was this a man? I Who was this teacher? No, I mean, no, it was a woman. Oh, but still it was weird. Woman. Like she, she well, used me as an example. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She used me as an example because like, it was like kind of known that like I was a nail biter. Like I was like a bad nail biter. Like you could literally ask any one of our friends and Coley, you know that, but- Um, and I remember thinking like, oh shit, like this is something to be shameful of, but also like, if I'm supposed to be pleasing men, then this is a good thing. Right. But then I literally had at one point had to unpack being like, do I do this for me or do I do this for them? And that's where, that's why I like, it took me so long to have to figure out 
what I enjoyed so that I could get to a place where it's like, no, this is something that like genuinely turns me on. This is something I genuinely enjoy. Yes. So I'm going to fucking demand the same from my partner because if I'm blowing you and I'm damn fucking good at it, then you best (laughs) believe that I'm going to expect the same from you and you better be giving it to me back tenfold, honey, because you do not get to be blessed by this mouth if you're not putting in the same effort with yours. Wow. I want to put that whole sentence on a shirt. Actually, I want to get that tattooed on my chest under the pigeon rat fight. Um, <laughs> actually, well, it's funny you mentioned that because I always obviously stayed away from that for very for very clear reasons now. But I, <laughs> let's just say I also have that same fixation, but clearly for women. So, I mean, it's one of the things that I enjoy the most, like mm-hmm. is, you know, giving somebody that, pleasure um you know and it's just um and I didn't like before this obviously before I came out I like oh god I just would never want to go back to that just because it was always so like and let me say I have had very I would say for the most part not good male partners when I was in the closet um my the last person that I ever dated and I will say person because I believe they don't uh they are identify as like non-binary now which maybe this is why um this partnership had worked for as long as it did I was gonna Uh, say I feel like I really liked them for you but I do think it's because they weren't like gender norm or heteronormative in that regard well yeah I mean yeah yeah they weren't and that's what made a, a difference um you know at least I think now looking back you know like mm-hmm. I will say they are the only person that ever uh, treated me, you know, well, uh, that, you know, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, like of that time period, like obviously I have a girlfriend now. I love her very much. We're very happy, (laughs) but, um, but in regards to, you know, I don't, you know, of that time period of the, the men that came before that person, um, that was the only person that I will say this forever and ever until I go to the grave. Um, because mm-hmm. I think that needs to be known as well. Um, and I was mm-hmm. still that, you know, I was still figuring out like my situation at the time. And it, yeah. I just didn't know how to express myself. And I didn't know how to express any of this. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I was just thinking about that on on top of everything else. Um, yeah. Which is very also, interesting. You said something to me before that was like real, or you said something before that was really interesting is like when men ask queer women or just queer people in general how to like pleasure a woman I I feel like you might get frustrated by this in terms of like (laughs) they'll say to you like well if you're gay why do you still use like dildos or like why do you use like phallic shaped things and I would just like that's like one of the most annoying questions to me because it's like well if you're still attracted yeah if you're still attracted to like this dick like thing why aren't you just attracted to a dick and for our listeners, if we need to go through, there's a, there's something called the gender bread person, which I am happy to, to lead a whole conversation about on one of our podcasts about how like sexual expression versus like gender expression and things like that work. But like, just at the very basic, just because a person is gay and I'm, I don't mean to like, like overcrowd your voice on this cola, like I'm just like saying just because someone, a woman is gay does not mean her vagina suddenly changes its shape. It, like it, your vagina is not, not like star shaped all of a sudden. So like a penis object won't work. Like 
it's still a shape that still needs to be taken that yes a well, penis like object would be stimulated by yeah well i would argue also it's that um so again a little t- maybe personal information here but i personally like i am i'm the one wearing that let's just yeah. say. like oh, yeah. i that's the, how i prefer like i prefer to be uh again um you know, I guess if we want to say like, quote unquote, the top in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but also like, if you ask any of like the partners that I've had, they would say like, well, I don't want, like, if that was how we were choosing to, you know, uh, be intimate, like, Mm -hmm. it's not about the, 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 that piece, you know, like it's about who it's attached to, which is a woman, which is who they are attracted to. Like, it's not about that. Like, Oh God, that just goes back to like, men think their fucking dick is like gold and gift of the gods. And let me tell you, it is fucking not like, Mm -hmm. and that's why they cannot, that's why they always ask that stupid fucking question. Like how do lesbians have sex? Because they just cannot fathom that anything works without their, their dick. Um, right and it is That's what so, I mean. like yes and I don't know if you does. remember this um maybe you don't but there was one time and I don't even know if you talk to this person anymore and I don't know their name so I'm not gonna like try and explicitly mm-hmm. call them out but we were hanging in the city once and it was like not that long after I think I came out to you guys and um this dude that you had brought along was had asked me that question because we were on like St. Mark's and I think we were at one of those like sex shops that were there and he's like if you mm-hmm. don't mind he was like if you don't mind me asking and I was just like trying to be like polite because I knew that I didn't know how close you were with him, but I was mm-hmm. like, again, trying to hold on to all my rude tendencies. And then I think I went up to you after and I was like, don't ever bring this person around me again. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I do remember the person. But I, so for clarification, we were never dating. He's just a good friend, but yeah. he, I think I actually said something to him after. You did because I said that. I, I like, said that to you, and then you were then you figured it out. And, and yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But that's like I got. That's what I mean by like just because like you know if you choose to to be the dominant or the top one, regardless, it doesn't like pull your your G spot, your clit, all those things did not magically reshape. That's still no, where of course. your your pleasure still lies. So that's why I think I do get so annoyed because it's like. <laughs> My, one of my really, really good friends says this all the time. And it now just slays me. Is like, you know what men will always have? The motherfucking audacity. That is what like, her, <laughs> her number one thing is. And so I can't take credit for that. That That's hers. But it's so true. Is like, and I don't, and so this, this person that had asked you that question, he's still a really great friend of mine. He's learned leaps and bounds since then, because I remember saying something to him being like, do you understand how that comes off or how incredibly rude that comes off? And he is someone who also holds a marginalized identity. So I think for, for sure. him, yeah, for him, he then put like that empathy then kicked into play. And I'm not defending anything that he did because I do distinctly remember that conversation of him being like, oh, fuck, that was bad. Sure. Um, People learn, and, they grow. I'm not, yeah, not going to, yeah, I no. don't, yeah. But I do, I think that's why I still get so not, I don't want to say the word triggered, but I still get so annoyed by that question because it's like, you have the motherfucking audacity to ask that. But it's it's so, it's so frustrating. And we're not one to like, let's also like preface this. We are not men haters by, by any means. And I think we can do a whole, we can go into another side tangent about like the whole concept of like, 
Yeah, I will. I, I will say though that my um, I'm full on my like straight male friends. Like applications are closed, so I don't need any more <laughs> of them right now. But um, maybe try next fall, and we'll see what we're doing here. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I I definitely don't. I wouldn't say we are we are men haters no. by by any means. But I do think a lot of what we were raised on like makes us frustrated. It's hard not to be frustrated by men based on what we were taught because we basically were constantly told to keep our mouths shut when it came to them. And then especially about our bodies and and our choices and our sex. But then like, that's like, I'm really bad at dating now. I really, really am. So like, and sometimes like, so I, I identify as, as straight, like definitely of the, of the privileged identity in that regard. But I hate that sometimes I identify as straight person. I literally have to interact with you motherfuckers because it is so frustrating sometimes. Like if there's any piece of advice besides anything I have given you that's fucking free and fucking gold here, just kind of check your, like check that mind frame that you have and like read. I say this to every single human in this world, even if you're, you know, queer, non-binary woman, please read Feminism is for Everybody by Bell Hooks. Because it is the best way to break down what so much of what we are talking about here and how it plays into all of it. But men, you will learn so much. And I promise you, any girl you date, if you say to her, I've read Feminism is for Everybody by Bell Hooks, she will immediately become wet. The thing that Cola was referencing before that you needed to be ready to go when you're about to fuck. Yeah, that girl is going to experience that almost immediately. Uh, hopefully. At least I would. Um, so yeah. Thank you for explaining the clarification that I couldn't get wet with men. Um. So welcome. <laughs> obviously, so like obviously between the two of us, like I just love that, and I think this is why I've always loved these conversations. I don't give a fuck to say these things, but you, you well, and you don't either. You definitely don't either. But like, let me tell you why it, though. I'm be, I'm choosing my words carefully is because as a, again as a queer woman, I am constantly thinking like I don't want to. Maybe, yeah, I don't want dudes to listen to this and fucking picture me like, you know, like, I -hmm. I guess that's because that's always just like, since I came out, that's still something on my mind. And maybe I shouldn't give as much of a fuck about it. I will say when I talk to my friends and like other people, like when I'm not broadcasting on a public forum, it's definitely not censored at all. Um, You know, I think that's just always in the back of my mind because I've Mm -hmm. like had people you know I've had straight guy friends come up to me and be like I bet you get like a bunch of straight girls all the time and I'm just like you know what like even if I did which I don't like I I'm not going to answer that question for you because that seems like a little fetishizing and like I just don't you know like it's it's just I'm I'm constantly playing that game in my head so um you know that is that is something you have to be cognizant of and I and I'm not saying like obviously you are more conservative by by any means of, oh, of stretch of the word. Not yeah, but see, that's not anyone's public business. Like I feel like that's right. my you know completely, completely. Which is why I'm saying I I think I enjoy these conversations is because like you are still authentic and honest. Because I'm sure there's a lot of or I'm sure there are queer people listening who are like, yes, Cola, thank you so much for doing that. Um, (laughs) whereas like, I, I truly, I I think at the point of where I'm at in my identity with all this shit is I'm like tired of (laughs) 
of feeling like I have to not say things aggressively because it might like men are supposed to be like men women aren't supposed to talk like this like yeah I just don't give a fuck anymore like even this is like really really funny but the other <laughs> the other day I mentioned um I have an IUD and um I like said something in front of my mom about it and so my mom knows I have it and she's like my dad was standing right there and again I'm almost 30 years old and my mom was like don't say that in front of your father right <laughs> and I'm like my IUD so I turn around I go dad I have an IUD and he goes who do you owe money to and I'm like what are you talking about and he goes he goes what's an IOU or like he's like didn't you just say it's an IOU and I'm like no daddy it's a form of birth control and he's like oh okay and he just like kept it moving so it's like that is like a perfect example of the we don't say things in front of your dad or we don't say things to make the men uncomfortable where it's like maybe that's why I feel a little bit more aggressive in this conversation because like it's it's still happening every single day my mom's like I would never in a million years told my dad that I was like yeah well your dad didn't let you out of the house until you were fucking 24 so of course you wouldn't have talked to him about sex all right like let's let's be realistic so I think I'm just tired of what I'm not supposed to say in front of people and completely like I said I, I completely respect like and I'm proud of you for the idea of like, I'm not going to disclose this because it's mine to protect and you own that. And I think so many queer people would agree with that. And I think that's amazing. But that's just kind of where I stand on like the, for future conversations for our listeners, like where I'm coming from when I have these conversations is I'm tired of like what's expected of me to like say or not say to make anybody else fucking uncomfortable because you're my friend, Cola. And I want to tell you the explicit details because this is we, we are friends and I want you to know that I want you to get wet and have a good sex life. Just like I would hope you want the same for me. And you know let, what me, I mean? like, let me good. tell you, since I came out, your girl has been thriving. So don't even worry. Um, he is thriving. We're thriving. Um, I, I, we're running out of time, but we'll have to do another episode where I talk about no. when I came out to you and Kristen. Because oh. it was One such of my favorite stories. I, it's so fun. Maybe I don't know if we should continue it on the next episode just so we keep it going or if we give the listeners a little break. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll I guess we're, we'll figure it out. You'll we'll figure it out when the next episode after this one comes out. But I yes, think ma'am. I think uh, I think we have we covered a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if anybody listening has any thoughts or questions, especially men, you want to don't don't ask Cola, ask Anna. Don't Anna fucking talk to me. <laughs> Anna is happy to answer any questions you may have. Uh, <laughs> do not ask Cola, but I, I'm happy to. I'm an educator at heart. Um, the only and, question you can ask me is like, what's my favorite color? What is your favorite color? I don't know. It changes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right. I think, uh, yeah, I think we, we covered a lot. We hope you learned something. Um, if you all have any thoughts, please email us. We, especially after this conversation, maybe we'll do that poll about men going down on their women because now I need, I need to know. Um, maybe, who knows? Maybe the poll will come back like, hell yeah, Italian men eat out their women and my, I start dating one and my parents will be so fucking happy I th- that that turned it around for me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> I always appreciate you. I hope you know that. I appreciate you too. Thanks. This was fun. Yeah. Let's do it again next week. Sounds good. All right. 
I'm, uh, thanks for listening. I'm Anna. I'm Cola. And we are two broads from Brooklyn. Brooklyn.